He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shome 97.7. Stanley Cup final moving back home to Montreal tonight. The Habs will be trying to close that 0-2 gap tonight. Uh, in game three, it's uh, 8-19. Good morning, Pierre Hood from Réseau des Sports. Good morning, Pete Marier. And speaking of moving, how was yours? Oh, you know what? <laughs> oh, man. You know, on the list of life stressors, moving has got to be right up there in the top five, I'm going to say. But you know what? You get it done. I, I owe a ton of thanks to my sisters, Ann and Tino, who came to help me unpack. And, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it is. Fam- and uh, my brother's... Hey, I beg your pardon? Family bonding. Absolutely. And uh, they're just, uh, they're so good at it. So it wasn't all that bad. And uh, hey, we're settled again. So we're pretty good, actually. Uh, well, hockey talk, man. We got. Are, are, I, you, are you connected? Are you connected with your TV to watch the game tonight? No, that's the only thing. So oh. that's a bit of a drag. And I had to watch it the other night on my phone. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe Bell will uh, work some miracles and have it done by tonight. I'm hoping anyway, because the TV's all set to go. And I'm anxious to see it, of course. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind listening to it on the radio, but seeing it is, is where it's at. Uh, Dominic Ducharme, back as head coach behind the bench. There's some good news for the Habs before the game tonight, Pierre. Yeah, I think it's very good news. And uh, it's, uh, it's not only us saying that it's good news, uh, but the um, from the inside, uh, the uh, the echoes are all positive about Dominique Duchamp coming back. Uh, Eric Stahl, for one, uh, before flying to Montreal yesterday, said that uh, uh, Dominique Duchamp, although it may not seem that way all the time, because you don't get to have the camera on the coach all the time, uh, he says that he brings a lot of energy, a lot of positive energy uh, behind the bench. And he says that, uh, you know, although Luke Richardson and, and Alex Burroughs and Sean Burke did their best uh, to compensate. Uh, you know, there's no such equivalent to the head coach, uh, the pilot, the captain of the ship, um, bringing the orders and calling the orders and, and bringing the energy. So that's that's the standpoint of a veteran. And uh, as far as Luke Richardson is concerned, well, he was quick to point out that th- this, is, this has become uh, Dominique Duchamp's team. And uh, not being there for 14 days was certainly a huge gap. And uh, and as he pointed out, and, and we all saw that, Pete, uh, very clearly, uh, sharing the responsibilities behind the bench was not the same without the head coach. Yeah. Uh, so we, so that, part, that part of the leadership will also uh, be back to normal tonight with Dominique Duchamp having the, the larger picture and taking the larger decisions right. and Luke Richardson back to, you know, managing the defenseman and Lagsborough's managing the offense and the power play and Schoenberg taking care of goalies. Yeah, we've been down in series before. Like, we, you know, we were down three games to one against Toronto. Don't forget that now. And some of the uh-huh. Habs players yesterday, Pierre, sharing their experience of being in a in a 2-0 game position or an 0-2 situation like they now find themselves in. What did they have to say about that? Yeah, well, I was actually on location for those uh, two specific uh, situations, Pete. Uh, Alex Burroughs, as the assistant coach, was playing for the Canucks uh, in 2011 uh, when they took a 2 nothing lead against Boston. That's right. I and, remember that. And, oh, yeah. And uh, Boston came back big time uh, <laughs> to win the Stanley Cup final. This is, this is the – those are the playoffs, uh, Pete, where the Bruins media and the Bruins fans were crying out loud for – 
uh, firing Claude Julien right in the middle of playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Boston fans, eh? The typical. <laughs> Boston fans and Boston writers as well. They were all over uh, the management to fire Claude Julien. And uh, it, it was just a, a reverse of events uh, in the final. Uh, I remember Nathan Horton was injured and uh, he, uh, he, it looked like a very, very harsh injury. And he was back on the ice uh, in, his, in his suit uh, to wave at the crowd before game three and that that, that that big emotional moment actually turned the series around. So there will be no such thing tonight at the Bell Center, but Alex Burroughs was quick to point out that it happened. And I was there also in 2006 when Eric Stahl talked about uh, Edmonton trailing 2 nothing and coming back and tying the series and make it a seven-game series. So this is why you bring those veterans, right? This is why you bring those, those uh, experienced players mm -hmm. and or assistant coaches is because, you know, they've been there in the past, here and there, and they can share their experience and calm down the younger players. Well, we, you know, luckily the Habs have a few players, actually, who have uh, got Stanley Cup rings, so it's a great addition to any dressing room, as you just said, Pierre. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Uh, so, so far, listen, we've uh, we've uh, had a high praise for Carey Price and Nets. Our defense, the big four, have been working wonders as well. Offense has got to give a little bit of breathing room now to our D and to our goaltender, Carey. That starts tonight, we hope, right? Yeah, you have to hope for that because, uh, you know, I've done, I've done my own little uh, calculation this morning. And uh, I'm not pointing out on the names I will drop, uh, but Brendan Gallagher has no goals in the last 11. He's only one assist in the last eight. Josh Anderson's got uh, two goals and one assist in 18 games, and those two goals I'm talking about came in the same game. Mm -hmm. Philippe Dano has no goals in the playoffs. He's 0-1 the, the last nine. Yoel Armia is 0-0 the last five. Toffoli is 0-2 the last six. KK has one goal the last 11. Ooh. Well, there you go. Yeah, so, this, this is hurting. Stop. These numbers are terrifying me. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, the, the, the numbers talk for themselves. I always watch on the game notes. I watch the game log. I like to see les tendances, the trends, as sure. you say, Pete. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, this, is a, this is a clear-cut trend. I mean, this is a team that has won because of defense has one because of its goalie, of his goalie. Uh, but uh, at one point, you got to give a little breathing room uh, to your defensive core and to your goalie. So let's hope it starts tonight with uh, coming back uh, to Montreal and play a first game uh, of Stanley Cup final in Montreal since 1993. Yeah, and you got to look again, Pierre, uh, talking about the, the big four on defense. They, they might be running out of breath, and that's got to be a cause for concern. But the minutes they put up and just the overall effort they've done are given so far uh, in the whole playoff series, never mind this series now with Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's it, you're right. It's not only the, the, uh, the, the time, the average time on the ice, Pete. It's the way they play each yeah. minute. And uh, it's very demanding. And, uh, I mean, Shea Weber is not getting any younger. Uh, Jeff Petrie, Ben Sherrod, they're in the, the, the full force age of, of their, of their uh, career. But at the same time, a lot has, has been asked uh, every shift for them. And, you know, as much as we can talk about the turnovers uh, that opened up the door to Tampa, uh, Ben Sherrod's bad decision on the late goal in the second period... Mm -hmm and Joel Edmondson's goof behind the net, it's easy to point out the bad decision, but bad decisions often come from fatigue in hockey, Pete. Yep. It, 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 I'm not saying it. Former defensemen and former players say it all the time, and we've been on the air 
at RDS every day with former players and, and, and actual players and, and our analysts, and they all agree that at one point you need to share the, the responsibilities a little bit better if you're able to. So uh, it wasn't bad for Gustafsson the other night. It wasn't very good for Merrill the other night. No. Uh, can we see maybe Brett Kulak uh, come uh, en renfort tonight? Can, we, can he get the SOS to, uh, to share the responsibilities a little bit better? Those are legitimate questions that uh, we, will, uh, we will have answers to uh, after morning skate this morning. You know, uh, there were a couple of gaffes like you just mentioned in uh, Game 2 on Wednesday night, Pierre. But, uh, you know, a lot of people feeling the Canadians could have and maybe should have won that game. And apparently Tampa Bay now is fully aware of the, the change of pace that occurred on Wednesday night and maybe the tide turning now in the series. They're aware of that, aren't they? Oh, yes, they are. And if John Cooper, Pete, needed uh, some, uh, some assistance from, from, from the events, uh, there, there you go. He's got, uh, he's got the, perfect, uh, the perfect support from especially the second period uh, on Wednesday. This, is, this, is, was, this was all Habs domination. Yeah. Uh, in the second period, and uh, the only thing he has to do is <laughs> bring back the video from that second period, and there you go. <laughs> he doesn't have to say more than that. Right. So, so the warning has been has been has been done, and the SOS is uh, the wake up call. Let's put it this way: has been made, and uh, I'm sure that uh, they took notice. They know how the Habs can play. They know that the Habs will be even more desperate tonight. So I'm sure that they're ready for a heck of an opposition today. Switching gears, uh, we'll quickly touch on the uh, Austrian Grand Prix. It's, it's sort of part two of that taking place this weekend, Pierre. Yes, absolutely. It's the same track, Pete, as last week. Uh, the, the little curveball this week is that uh, Pirelli comes with softer compounds. Uh, they, they wanted to at least give uh, the drivers and the engineers and the teams an extra challenge. So, of course, they know the track very well because they ran on that track uh, last week. So now the three compounds that we are having this weekend are softer than the ones we had last week. It didn't change the order this morning. Uh, Max Verstappen has the best time in uh, FP1, free practice one, in uh, ahead of Charles Leclerc on Ferrari. Carlos Sainz on Ferrari is third. Uh, Lewis Hamilton is only seventh uh, for Mercedes. Mercedes hopes to... Uh, to catch up and make good on a very difficult race last week, so we should have a we should have mm. one heck of a challenge uh, for qualifying tomorrow and for the race on Sunday. All right, Pierre, thank you as always, my dear friend, and uh, am I going to see you on Monday? You're coming back to join us at eight twenty on Monday. Oh, yes, absolutely. We're sticking together all the way, Pete. Yes, sir. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I, I, there's no one else I want by my side. You're my wingman, and I love that, Pierre. So. Well, you're a great, you're a great passer. So. Oh, well, thank you.